Welcome to Body. We got my guy Dev Swami on. What's up, everyone? Thank What's you for up, having dude? me. Absolutely. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, yeah. I mean, I was on, I live in a sober house, and I was on restriction for a solid minute, which means, like, you're not allowed to leave the house, and they take your phone. Yeah, what'd you do? Uh, it's Wait, really, move, this, move this down a little bit closer to your mouth. It's really, is that good? Yeah, keep, yeah. It's really embarrassing, actually. Well, it is. Oh it is for a for a drug addict. Uh, I took some kratom, which is like. Wait, I heard about that. Wait, that's uh, what is that? So like they give it to like people suffering from opioid withdrawal, and it's like an anti-anxiety thing. They sell it in every single smoke shop, but you don't even get high from it. Like I took some and I was like, I feel fucking nothing, bro. So when you tell people in AA and NA that. You got put on restriction for taking Kratom. They're like, you're ridiculous. You should have just fucking drank or something, bro. Isn't Kratom, doesn't Kratom, like, mess you up a little bit? Not. I mean, if I you're mean, a drug I guess if you're person. a drug addict or an alcoholic, <laughs> it's like, why am I even doing this? But not really. You feel something from it, and you get, like, you start shaking a little bit. But I took some. And so what's it like? Is it, like, heroin or is it, like, Coke? Neither. It's like not. It's, like, a very mild, like, body, like high i guess if you even want okay. to call it a high oh well people are going to start abusing that is that legal it's legal it's legal they sell it in every smoke shop and that's why you got in trouble that's why i got in trouble so i was on restriction for like a month ish and then i was on restriction before because for some like whack-ass reason someone offered me like adderall and i was like yeah and then they were like i can't do it and obviously when you offer me like drugs and then you say you can't. I'm gonna beg. I'm gonna <laughs> beg you for them. Like I'm gonna yeah, be sure. like, bro, you promised me drugs. And then he screenshotted me begging him, and he sent it to my house manager. And they done put me on restriction for Wait, that. Wait, so they put they like set up things? They they like they do up. sting operations? No, it was like he wasn't even a house manager or nothing. He just decided that like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck this guy over. How did he know? How did he know what? How did he know that you were in a house? He he, oh, he was he was like he went to my treatment center. Oh. So, like, he knows my house manager because my house manager also works at the treatment center, which is, like... It's what some, a dick move. It's some next-level snitch shit, for real. I mean, a, a drug, a, a person... An ad, what were you addicted to? Alcohol and Adderall. At the same time? Oh, yeah, bro. That's... If you ever are like, oh, no, I want to drink, but I can't drink anymore. Pop 30 milligrams, you're going to be up for a minute. You're going to want to keep drinking. And having a great time? Yeah, having a great time. <laughs> and you're, like, alert at the same time as you are drunk. It's it's beautiful. It's truly a beautiful thing. But it's not, like, common. People are always, like, Coke uh, like and alcohol. I like to think of Adderall as the academic's methamphetamine. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, yeah. I've heard, so, I've heard it as children's, children's meth. Yeah, no. That's why I don't like N.A. Because people are like, yeah, I used to shoot meth in my neck and I'm a, kicking oh, narcotic, heroin. I'm narcotics kick, yeah. yeah i'm kicking crack i'm like i'm kicking adderall well isn't narcotic isn't that doesn't that mean it's illegal yeah i mean there are like that, scheduled there are like oh yeah schedule narcotics. one narcotic yeah and, so like okay what made you take the jump from to, what from doing it to not to not doing adderall yeah well my, from yeah from partying to not partying oh my god crazy story like a, did you get arrested or what? no i didn't get arrested so the first time my parents caught me, like, smoking weed. They didn't know how much I was drinking. But then they sent me to rehab the first time. And I needed to be there because I was drinking a lot. I was drinking, like, a handle a day. And then it was, like, three months. I'm, like, perfect. I'm 
and the whole time they're like i'm like i'm not like any of these people i'm not an alcoholic that's crazy i just like to drink <laughs> yeah. the second time um i got caught stealing my dad's liquor and i got caught smoking weed like within like a week of each other and my mom kicked me out the house right like oh, she was like you can't live here if you're smoking we already caught you smoking once so i was like couch crashing for like a week and she's like um come home but she tricked me because i got 5150 so she tricked me which means that like the cops come and they take you and i detoxed in the psych ward okay. right wait what's 5150 5150 is when like um they think you're suicidal and you know i was because i was drinking a lot and smoking a lot oh you were really yeah and they like take you to the crisis center at the hospital they evaluate you and they decide whether you need to go into involuntary like psych ward because they think they're gonna you're gonna harm yourself yeah right and i wasn't wow. but I, I was i was like gaslighting them like no i'm not suicidal y'all are crazy and they didn't buy it so they sent me to the psych ward for a week i detoxed there it was a rough week and a half i was on like librium and stuff and the hell is librium librium is a detox meant that they give to alcoholics to prevent them from having seizures oh like withdrawals yeah oh so okay but like that's probably something that you could get addicted to also but it's hard to get maybe yeah no it's it's hard to get it's not like they're selling it on the street like there are much better things to do on the street <laughs> than fucking librium bro <laughs> okay so and then i went straight there to rehab and it was like a three-month rehab so i was like it was like a not a residential rehab it was like php with housing like partial hospitalization with housing okay right i pierced myself like six times while i was in rehab i got two tattoos <laughs> um and there was like not those shit your to first do. two yeah they were my first two and now you're a tattoo hound i don't know about that i have i have four tattoos <laughs> i have one really bad one that i don't like to talk about <laughs> <laughs> well we'll talk about that later yeah. but no continue and then i would like the thing at this rehab was that you know they help you get into like an oxford house which is like what they call the lowest level of aftercare so like okay. basically like there's no house manager it's just like a house of drug addicts run by the drug addicts who want to be sober so it's like when okay. your first 30 days there they piss test you like once a week and that's pretty much and then like you know you, you go through like a like a trial period you have curfew then they decide if they want to keep you and then you have to hit a certain number of meet of like AA or NA like twelve step meetings a week, and then this is this is where it gets kind of crazy. I got so sick of living there, and I worked at Wawa, which is you know what Wawa. Wawa, is. It, yeah, yeah, I lived. I did a little stint in Philadelphia. Yeah. So yeah, Wawa. It's like so Walgreens. I worked at a Wawa, like Seven like Eleven more. So I was in East Brunswick, New Jersey. I worked at Wawa, and at three a.m. Like, I worked the night shift, graveyard shift, from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., right? Sure. So at 3 a.m., this lady would come in, right? And I would give her free cigarettes, and I would give her free shit, because she was really nice to me. And I was like, damn, I'm trying to, like, find a place to live. Do you know anywhere? She's like, I got you. And I'm like, it's like, I don't know this lady at all, bro, and I'm going to let her pick where to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and rather than do a cursory search on Facebook Marketplace, um, she gives me her number, and then she finds me a place to live. She's like, it's it's all set up. They got a washer. They got a dryer. You'll be crashing in the living room on the couch. I was paying like an, like too much money to be crashing on a couch. I was yeah. paying them, them rent. I find out, like I get there, 
I find out she's a crackhead, which like it was very obvious. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I was like, I was like, oh, she has three phone numbers. She must have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. She would come in at three a.m. like crackhead hours to come in. She didn't look like a crackhead. But now that I think about it, Not because yet. like she always had, there's always a business idea that she had. Like she was always coming into some money. Like I'll give you forty dollars later. You know, just keep me going with the cigarettes. And I was like, all right, fucking whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so you gave her just free packs? Yeah, just free packs. Oh, I worked the night oh. shift. There were two other people there. Yeah, but don't the Wawa corporate people <laughs> notice that? Not a pack every now and then. I would also steal a lot of packs of cigarettes from. Oh. Wawa. Yeah, I've, they have good sandwiches there. They do have good sandwiches there, and then so I get to this new place, right? It's a couch. She's like, they got a when she, she's like, they got a washer and dryer. I found out the washer was a portable washer that leaked, so they had to put it in the shower when they washed their clothes, and the dryer <laughs> was a line in some clothes pins. So like, good marketing on her part. Bad yeah, decision great making. Great marketing. Yeah, great marketing. <laughs> And then they have this dog, right? And I eventually lose my job because I'm, like, just drinking and I just stop showing up. Um, like, first of all, I started drinking immediately after I left the sober house. Within 20 minutes, I made the guy driving me stop at the wow. liquor store to, before we drop, he dropped me off at the new crib, right? I stopped paying rent, and they have a dog, right? And no one ever touches this dog. And the dog's, like, you know, like... It's a small dog, so it's, like, pawing at me, like, jumping up for attention. And I'm pretty drunk, so I'm feeling good. And I'm like, oh, come here, little puppy. Start petting it. She's on my lap. Like, three days later, I get fleas, bro. <laughs> I get fleas from the fucking dog. I'm literally, like, I'm, I'm a stray dog at this point. More animal than man. Well, and now you figured out why no one touches that yeah, dog. Yeah, I'm like, and then I'm like, you know this dog has fleas? And she's like, yeah, we all have fleas. I'm like. Don't we you all think, have don't fleas? Don't you think I should have known that before I moved in? Or you, you were like, hey, don't touch this dog. It'll give you motherfucking fleas. Well, it didn't seem like a problem to her. No. Fleas to her seems like fine. No. And uh, fucking, yeah, I got fleas. I lost my, I would stop paying rent for like a, a month. And she was like, you're going to have to make arrangements. So I ended up, first of all, like I was looking for my vape one time, right? And I, like, lift up the couch cushions, and there are, like, three or four syringes underneath the couch cushions. And I'm, like, I'm just going to put that back and pretend like I never yeah, saw That's where anything. kids hide their candy wrappers. Yeah. And so I was, like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'm, like, maybe I'm judging too hard. Maybe there, she could be a diabetic, and those are insulin needles. Wow. You are. You are really given the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, so the son, it was a, a mother, a son, and... Like, just some lady who, like, lived there for free, right? And the son was on parole, and he wouldn't tell me for what. I was just going to ask for what. <laughs> he wouldn't tell me for what. Because I'm used to sober houses and rehabs where if people are like, oh, I'm on parole, you're like, oh, for what? He was like, I was just in jail. So I wasn't even supposed to be living there because I wasn't a registered resident of that house. They weren't supposed to be subletting okay. it. Gotcha. And I had to keep the living room clean. Because the parole officer could come by at any time. And if they did, I had to pretend I didn't live there. You know what I mean? Like you're a visiting guest. Yeah, like, hi, I'm visiting. I don't live on the couch or anything. Yeah. So it was a very shady situation. I got kicked out of there. And it was either go to a homeless shelter or crash with my friend in the Bronx. 
Go to so, the Bronx. Yeah, I was like, fucking, I'm going to the Bronx. And that's what led me to get sober. Cause when I got the fleas, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this has to stop. Like, this yeah, is crazy. I, no, I agree. Yeah. Well, when you started living, well, I mean, when you took the advice of the uh, crackhead at 3 a.m., <laughs> yeah. that's, I mean, that's, uh, I was just in, like, I was like, no, nah, she's not, a, she's not a crackhead. She just likes to be, she's a night owl with a lot of friends, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she's got a, a lot of business ideas. Yeah, a lot of, she's pulling insurance scams, <laughs> you know, disabilities coming through. Crackheads always have a lot of business ideas. They're going to start well, a t-shirt company. There are like two. Well, that's where it starts. T-shirt companies like yeah. the beginning of the business idea. When there when there are crackheads that are like they, that walk among us, you know, that aren't like bona fide like crackheads or like yeah, I'm a crackhead yeah. living on the streets. There's two major ways to tell if they're a crackhead. They're having business ideas, or they get really mad when you call them a crackhead. <laughs> they get very upset. They're like, "Who told you that? Who told you I'm a crackhead? I smoke crack, okay? I'm not a crackhead." Actually, in my now you bring that up. My old apartment, I, my roommate, his name's Kendall. He was, uh, I love Kendall. But he, he was in the Navy, whatever. So we lived, whatever, we lived together. And we, yeah, one night we were, we were up late. We were kind of hanging out, partying, when blasting music very loud. And this neighbor comes over and she is insane. Like she's like screaming through the door, screaming. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, we're so sorry. We'll turn off, we'll turn off the music. And she's like, no. And so, like, I don't know, I had the door cracked, and Kendall, like, said something from the, I don't know, Kendall goes from the couch, he goes, shut the fuck up, you meth addict, and she rips the door open and tries to attack Kendall, <laughs> which means she's definitely a meth addict. That's, she that's looked tweaker, like a meth Tweaker shit for sure. She looked like, like yeah. her face, she had the meth face. Yeah, the meth face. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, when you said that, that totally reminded me of her, <laughs> like, yeah, literally no. tearing the door down, and I, like, Kendall's somebody that... Like I thought he was gonna kill her because like he like he was in the navy like this yeah. guy like he's I thought he was gonna stab her so I gra I literally bear hugged her and I pulled her out and I was like <laughs> bro I literally bear hugged and I brought her just outside and I was like okay yeah. you can't you can't <laughs> you tweak can't your shit that. for sure you can't bro. do that uh, anyway sorry continue okay so Bronx you're in the Bronx now I'm in the Bronx no I was totally sober okay, but, okay let's start over so you're in the Bronx. I'm, yeah, I'm in the Bronx. I'm not partying and doing anything. I'm crashing with, um, so my friend, I was in Yonkers for a bit, right? And my friend from high school lives with his grandma from boarding school. We went to boarding school together. We've been friends for like, we are eight years at this point. This was like six months ago. So like nine years to a decade. Don't know okay. the number. And he was like, he gave me like a serious talk. He's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing with your life, man? Like we went to the same school, man. And he's like, he's graduated by now, right? From college. And he's like, you can either go to the youth center, the homeless center, or you can crash with my mom and my stepdad who live in a different apartment in Riverdale in the Bronx. And they're really cool. They're like, they took really good care of me. They fed me, but they were like, there are going to be some stipulations for you staying here. You can't, you can't drink, can't smoke weed. You can smoke cigarettes. That's it. Um, you have to do the dishes. You know, if we cook, you have to clean up. If you cook, you have to clean up. You've got to exercise because you're overweight, which, you know, obviously they were incorrect. You can tell by my slender frame. <laughs> that they're incorrect. Okay, these people rule, by the way. They did rule. And, like, they were really nervous about it because I'm a homeless alcoholic, bro. <laughs> and they're inviting me into their home. 
I'm yeah. calling like sober houses in New York. There's a website for like sober houses all across the country. I call them like, do you have any beds in New York? The dude is like, no, but I have a bed in West LA, right? And I'm like, West LA, huh? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, and there's a bed there? Because I've been crashing on couches for like three months at this point. So I'm yeah. like, bed? Fuck yeah. And then he hit me with the Holy Trinity. He's like, I'm uh, good weather, women, and beaches. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? I'm sold. <laughs> I'm on the next flight out. <laughs> so that's what brought you out here. That's what brought me out here. That's why I'm out here. And then I started getting, doing stand-up while I was out here because I'd always wanted to do it. And, you know, when I was drinking, it was never... I never do anything other than find ways to get more alcohol. Oh, know? yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, c- comedians do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm sober now. I have, like, I have five months in, like, nine days I'll have six months sober. Fuck yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah. Well, okay, so, Except guys. Except for the Kratom. Sober from alcohol, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, how I met Dev, I was hosting the uh, open mic, and he, for, well, I was subbing. So the, the the mics that I host are always packed because people yeah. know that I'm hosting that night. But the one that I was subbing in for, uh, nobody, it was empty. Nobody was there. Yeah. And you, it was you and your buddy, yeah. and you crushed. Yeah, because I made you go up. Like, if, yeah. like I'm you not gonna. Me, you were like, don't don't stop, bro. Keep going. And I was like, all yeah. right. I mean, we got a whole hour. Yeah, yeah, keep talking. And you were great. By the way, this guy fucking killer host at, at open mics <laughs> like insane there were two of us there and it felt like there were 30 of us there. <laughs> i mean I, yeah I, well i just like to pe- like you know i like to make it fun and then especially if there's two like i'm so glad your buddy was there because then you had like more of an audience yeah i did make him go up too yeah you made him go up. <laughs> that was his first he time was funny too it. yeah he is a really funny he's the dude that i shout out to brennan he's the dude that i like run all of my material by you know, and I'm every time I do stand up, I take a video, I send it to him. I'm like, "What are your thoughts? Give me." And he always gives me like such good, real advice. Yeah, well, he's funny. He is funny. He's, he's good. He's really he gets funny. it. He went to boarding school with me too. You know, where well, we live together for when you're in boarding school, even if they're not your roommate, you live together. You're always in each yes. other's rooms. You know, it's yeah. Well, you're not gonna sit in your own room by yourself. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, some people like do. boarding school, like as a kid. Um, from high school so from he wow came, like second year the second third and junior and senior year he was there i was there all four years so you grew up in new jersey i grew up in new jersey from princeton new jersey i went to school in a little in a little town called blairstown that's where the boarding school was from is that where the witch projects are from actually like you're joking but yes i mean i wasn't like i mean the names like they sense. filmed it they also and that's their claim to fame they also filmed a scene from like one one scene one scene from friday the 13th and every time there's a friday the 13th they have a huge parade and fucking there's a friday the 13th museum on main street it's literally the town's only claim to hold on every friday the 13th every friday the 13th there's a parade how fun is that i mean it's it's pretty fun but like when i'm trying to go to the grocery store on friday the 13th (laughs) and there's fucking 20 cars are all blocked i'm like come on dude Okay, I get that. Yeah. No, but well, you. I mean, you were funny though. You were good. Yeah. And thank you. Were, you. Well, the, I mean, the best comedy is honesty, and you were so honest up on stage. Yeah. I mean, and that's like that. I mean, it came from a true place, and that's why it's funny. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my a lot of my material is about being an alcoholic and being Indian. Which you know, I'm not even fully. Which Indian. are both hilarious. They are both hilarious. 
No, what were you going to say? It's, sorry. A, it's a weird combination being an alcoholic and being Indian at the same time. Um, so, like, my mom is white, my dad is Indian. And it's a very, like, weird dynamic because my mom, like, tries to understand and my dad's just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and my dad's just like, don't drink. So you I got the alcoholism from the white side is what I'm hearing. My dad actually drinks a lot. Not a lot, not recklessly, you know, but he drinks. He has a drink or two and my my um alcohol of choice vodka of any kind, preferably the cheapest, is the same <laughs> as like his. He drinks Grey Goose every day. Every day he has like one or two martinis in the afternoon. Martini is a classy way to describe it. He just dumps <laughs> vodka in a martini glass yeah. and he drinks it. And put an olive in it. But I remember when the first... No, no olive. <laughs> no, no olive. <laughs> okay. This guy parties. Yeah. I remember the first time I got caught, like, drinking. And I was like... My mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, mom, I just don't... It was during COVID. Or a little after COVID, my mom was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just don't want to be alive anymore, mom. Like, I'm so sad. I was really depressed. And my dad calls me in. He's like, come here. I want to talk to you, okay? He's like, <laughs> what's going on with this I want to die business? And I'm like, I just, you know, I'm drinking a lot, dad. I don't really want to be alive anymore. And he was trying his hardest to be supportive. But the way it came across was, you know, it makes mommy so sad when you say things like this. <laughs> Maybe mommy gets so sad she can't cook, she can't clean. I can't do either of those things, beta. <laughs> can you and you know this is how i know that like i'm also indian because he, he i was like fuck he's got a point i can't do either of those things <laughs> you know that's why it's weird and he was like okay so my advice to you only drink beer from now on okay and maybe don't tell anyone <laughs> you know maybe don't or don't tell mommy okay you know it's yeah just a, it's a weird dynamic my dad doesn't really understand it my mom comes from a family of alcoholics so she like understands it she doesn't drink like at all really yeah and my mom will like try and explain it to my dad like she's like you know how you have that one drink every night how do you feel without that drink and but you know he just doesn't get it which you know he's supportive but like he's yeah. so he's also so indian with the 12 steps He's like, um, I told him, I'm like, I'm working the steps, the 12 steps for AA. There are like 12 steps and you work them, like taking moral inventory and stuff like that for all the people who don't know. But I was on step four and I told my dad, like, I'm on step four. He's like, what do you mean? Steps, <laughs> the stairs? Are you walking the <laughs> stairs? And I'm like, no, the 12 steps. And I explained it to him. He's like, oh, okay, but you'll be done soon. Right? Like. St you're studying for them and then you'll be done soon <laughs> and i'm like yes i will and he's like and after that you're fully recovered and i'm like yep but he doesn't like they say in aa that like you're never fully recovered but i just told i just tell him what he wants to hear uh, well of course i mean yeah, yeah. you know he doesn't again he doesn't get it he doesn't well his well it. his routine like it's not because he like he's not gonna have more than two martinis like that's his routine every day it depends if if he has to deal with family he will have more than we'll two have seven martinis, martinis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will. He, I know when family's coming over, even if they don't tell me, because at like 2 p.m. he'll have a martini in his hand. I'll be like, oh, who are we seeing today? Is Du Lukaku coming by? You know what I mean? <laughs> so they still live out in uh, in New Jersey. They live in New Jersey in Princeton still, yeah. And yeah, um, I haven't lived with them for over a year. After my mom kicked me out, I pretty much went straight to the 
re detox rehab and then sober living so i haven't lived with them since september of last year so it's been like a month and a half or a year and a half by now well, that, i mean that's a good thing maybe for you though it is a good thing get get away from home get away yeah. from uh and you still they still love you you still talk they, to them. i still talk to them i talk to my mom every week yeah my your mom probably wants you back yeah no she doesn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no she's sick yeah, yeah. okay uh, I remember when I first moved into the sober house, I was like, Mom, can I come home? And she's like, no. No. no good. You're, you're staying there. Good. She knows it's good for you. Yeah. No, I'm it's happy. Fantastic. I'm, I'm happy I moved out. It's uh, it's pretty exhausting. There's also a lot of anxiety like that comes with like drinking when you're not supposed to and like smoking oh, yeah. weed when you're, you got to like on your tippy toes, which I don't. Yeah, when I was 14, I will never forget trying to drink. On my like illegal, yeah, and not getting caught, and I got caught every time. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's also uh, it was also nice moving out because my dad has dementia, and I have a lot of jokes about that. If you want to hear, oh, them. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, my grandma had Alzheimer's, yeah. which is I mean rough. Yeah, but what'd you say? You have jokes about them? I do have jokes about them. I mean, I want to hear them, but like on a stage. Do you still? Are you still doing stand up? I am still doing stand up. Hell yeah! Yeah. Where's your house at? Is it near? Is it's it? in Westchester. It's a minute away. It's like a 50-minute drive away. It's an hour and 40 minutes on the bus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Westchester. Where's Westchester at? Westchester is like right on the edge of Culver City. Oh, out west. Yeah, out okay. west. Okay, you're it's all oceaned up. Yeah, I, it's not that. It's like, I don't know. It depends on traffic, but it's like. Isn't it like between, El Segundo like around there? Yeah, it's around there. It's like near Manhattan Beach. That's the closest beach. If there's traffic, Venice Beach is like, maybe not. What's the other one? Not Venice. Ve- uh, Santa Monica. So there's no, Manhattan. There's Venice. Redondo. There's. Uh, it is Venice. Venice is like 15 minutes away. Yeah. With like with Just no north, traffic. So you're whatsoever. south of the airport. Venice is like. North I, of yeah, the south of the. I'm right by the airport. I have a balcony, and I can see the planes come in every night. It's funny because like when I first got here, I didn't know the orientation of L.A. So, like, I'm looking at LAX, and we can see all the lights, and I'm like, that must be downtown LA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's got to be it. I don't know. I thought that for, like, a month. <laughs> like, when my roommate came, like, I was like, look at that. No greater view. Downtown LA, baby. And he looked at me, and he was like, yeah, no, for sure. And he's like, I didn't have the heart to tell you that that's LAX. I could see the planes coming in. Like, I could see them land. Like, I don't know why I thought that it was downtown LA. I mean, it is nicer than downtown LA. For sure. I, I haven't Down- actually been to downtown LA. I've oh, been here. God, I've been here like six it. months. I haven't seen downtown. Place LA. is a joke. Yeah, it is a straight up joke. Imagine that lady that walked in a Wawa that gave you a couch. Imagine all of them living on tents in tents on the sidewalk everywhere. Like downtown in most places is nice. Yeah, not here. But yeah, downtown LA is hell. Yeah, it's interesting because all right. So I was talking to my friend. I was like. My friend is half Chinese, half Japanese, and he's lived in China for a long time. And he's like, um, I'm like, you should you should slide through. We can go to downtown L.A. and fuck around. He's like, I don't know, man. Last time I was in downtown L.A., I saw a guy get stabbed. And I was like, that's the fun part of it. <laughs> and he's like, um, he's like, this place can be a little overwhelming for an immigrant. I'm like. First of all, bro, you're barely an immigrant, okay? Like, you speak perfect English. You <laughs> love fucking, like, rap and basketball. And you hate communists, okay? Like, those are all the most <laughs> American things you can do. Yeah, why isn't he here? Yeah, and then he's like, 
I'm like, also, you're from China, dude. Like, the police there are, are like, where, do you remember when, like, fucking China, like, took over Hong Kong and, the, like, the police there? What do you mean overwhelming, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I was in China. When I was in college, I, we took a trip to China. And, yeah, Hong Kong was the first place we went. And, they, I mean, it was, I don't know, China seemed fine, normal, fine to me. But we didn't, I don't know. It, nobody, everybody thought we were celebrities. Because it was me, it was me, a blonde white chick, like a, a, a Greek chick who was smoking hot, brown hair, like white. As Greeks usually. And, and then, like. Yeah, smoke show. And then we had, a, we had a black chick who they were enamored by. Like they've never seen a black person in their life of before. Of course they like, were. Like they're bro. on street corners like, look, look, look. Yeah. It was crazy. Let me tell you something, bro. I, when I was in boarding school, it was like mostly white. Mostly, and then the rest was like Asian, and then there were like five percent other. Like I, I'm Indian, so I fit in with the Asian technically, but really I fit in with the other, bro. Because if you talk to any person who's Asian, they're gonna be like, no, Indians are not real Asians. And yeah, like the just, Chinese just because people of- there are like just as racist as the white people there. Oh, just sure, as racist, bro. It's crazy, but yeah, no. And then like. They don't like Indians. Did you know that? Like in Cantonese and Mandarin, they have their own specific slur for Indians. Which, really? Yeah, it kind of makes me proud. I'm not going to lie. Like the slur <laughs> is so... The What I've heard, I don't speak either of these languages. I've heard in uh, Mandarin, it's Asan. And in Cantonese, it's Achan. And it means like hand eaters. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I like that, bro. <laughs> I mean, I have... I didn't know that. Yeah. No, it's not a... It's not a like a well... But like... You know, like the, the, the phrase, the racist slurs here for Indians, like, are derived from other racist slurs for black people. Uh, yeah, you true. Know, curry, 100%, 100% true, yeah. Curry N-word. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say we any got of them. I'll let you Curry know. monkey. <laughs> we got dune coon. They all come from, like, it makes me proud that, I, that we have our own. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, it's got to be nice. It is, it is pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not offended by it. I mean, you can't like well because that's why I mean that's why you're a comedian because you like everything like it's funny you got to look at the funny side of everything yeah. otherwise otherwise you're gonna be like you're just gonna be in the lurch yeah. all the time, dude. Like I was doing exactly like I was doing okay so I was doing stand up at the club that we usually go to, and there's this uh dude who does like improv. For like we have like an improv course to like get us out of our heads. I hate it. They're not good comedians. Okay, I hate it, bro. <laughs> Honestly, I love improv, but no, keep going. And I love good improv. No, That's okay, the they're difference. not good. Yeah. <laughs> they're not good improvists. Improv improviser. They're improvisers. They're just they're just not funny people. I carry the whole course honestly on my back. And <laughs> like he's at Badgers and Jam, doing doing a set, and I go on before him, and like I start telling a joke. And then he walks out mid-set, and I see him. I'm like, I I got, what the fuck, man? And he's like, oh, nice to see you, too. I'm like, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Wait, he walked out mid-year set? Mid-set, bro. Why? It was, because it was the joke about, do you want to tell the joke? Say it. Um, the joke is, so I live in a sober house, um, and I share a room with four people. And there are no locks on the doors, because we're all dope fiends and crackheads, right? So the door's shut, and I go to knock on it, and, you know, there's no answer. So I open the door, and my roommate has OD'd on the floor. And this is immediately upsetting, not because he OD'd, but because I was going in there to beat off, and I was like, now I got to deal with this. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm doing like a quick calculation, like crunching the numbers, like how long it takes me to beat off <laughs> versus how long someone has to be Narcan before they die. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking for three minutes at the very most, two with the dead body in the room. <laughs> and, you know, I do my thing first and then I Narcan him and he wakes up and he's all confused and he's like, what's this all over my face? And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's Narcan. <laughs> it's, nar- it's Narcan, bro. So I guess you could say the story had a happy ending. Okay, that's a hilarious joke. Yeah, but he walked out middle in the middle of that joke, and I was like, I told him like you weren't fucking with the joke. He's like, no, I didn't really think I was a pro- that was appropriate. You know, uh, you know, I also like I work at a drug and alcohol treatment center. Like, dude, I go to a drug and alcohol treatment center. I'm the one that yeah. should be making these jokes. Yeah, if you're offended by anything, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't go to comedy. You shouldn't no. be a comedian. No. Like if, if things will offend, like if things that you hold dear to yourself will, like if someone makes fun of them, offend you, then comedy is not your thing. Oh, like there, but there are also like I agree with that wholeheartedly. But there is also like a very fine line between like being funny and clever about your racism, just going up on stage, yeah, and, just yeah. going up on stage and just being racist about, well, yes, you know, and like the last time I was doing stand up, like there were two dudes, right, two white dudes, obviously. <laughs> And um, one of them is like, fuck Indians, man. And I'm like, and then he's like, but also fuck Persians. And, uh, you know, he's like pointed at me. And I'm like, what, what the fuck is that? Like, there's yeah. no there's no punchline. There's not a joke. Like, it's just I was more offended at the lack of comedy than I was at the racism. You know what I mean? If you're going to go up there exactly. and do racism, you got to be fucking funny about Exa- it. A hundred percent. You can't miss exactly. because then it's just racism. You know what I mean? And then this other dude was like, I got a joke about a smelly Indian roommate, but I'm not going to tell it. And I'm like, good. Like, you're not the comedian to pull that off, fucking yeah. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, it, if, if, if he could have pulled it off, he would have, but he can't. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, like, they shouldn't. It's just like. Like, there's a way, there's a way to do There's a finesse to it. There is a finesse. There's a, like a little. You got you to gotta be clever about it, you know? But, uh. Even if you're not, I'm more offended about not being clever than I am about the racism. I can deal with racism. I've dealt with it for a long See, time. It, well, exactly. I mean, it, yeah, it's going to be out. It's out in the world and it's there. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. But in the comedy room, just be funny about it. Yeah, exactly. Just be like, be like, if you make it funny, it'll be funny. I also heard Louis C.K. say that like when someone like someone ignorant, like takes the mic and they start telling jokes about like a race or a religion that they really are not familiar with it like sparks conversation you know what i mean and it's like the people they're making jokes about are like wow that's what you really think of us you know like it's also giving like it's giving a platform to someone who doesn't know anything about it and that can spark further dialogue and they can learn more about it true yeah you know i was there was a lot of ask the brown men when i was in high school dude like a lot really yeah there was a lot of let me ask. Let me ask Dev about it. And some. Well, you're in like, boarding. You're you're with like, only it's you and then every other white kid. Yeah. Right. It's I. I was one of two Indian dudes in my grade, and we had two Indian girls, and then sophomore year we didn't have any black dudes. I was the darkest person in our grade. Wow. Yeah. And I got all the black jokes too, and I'm like, I'm not even. That doesn't. I, even, I, that doesn't even work. It's not. It's not working, guys. Well, those are kids that are not, not going to grow up being comedians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, some of them they're, were They're really going to work for their dad's uh, hedge fund. For real, honestly. Um, but, yeah. But, okay, so what made... So you went into comedy because you're like, I got to just start talking. 
Yeah, I went into comedy because it's something that I've always wanted to do. I've been like, I've been a fan of comedy for a long time. And I just went into it because people are like, you should be funny. You're funny. You should be a comedian. So I took that and I really just ran with it. And, you know, I have a bunch of bits. When you're on restriction and you have nothing to do. You are hilarious. Like, you are hilarious. First time I saw you, I think it was, did you say it was your first mic that you went to? No, it was my fifth mic that I went to. Fifth. Okay. I knew you were new when I saw you. Like this guy's hilarious. Yeah, thank you. Because I spent like, you know, and also like when you're like drinking and stuff, you don't have time for hobbies and shit. You know, like there's yeah. only room for drinking when you're drinking. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I just forgot what it was like to have a hobby, so I got like really excited about it. You know, which is a whole another thing. Like I'm rediscovering like my love for like comedy and stuff like that. Hell yeah, which is really cool. But that's what like got me started and you know it's funny like i told my dad about it a dad my dad about it and he laughed the hardest i've ever heard him laugh in my fucking life really good uh, i was like dad i want to be a comedian he couldn't control himself and he's like wait those jokes son maybe you should be (laughs) now get a fucking job (laughs) and i was like i'm working on it dad like this stand-up thing he's like oh you're making money and I'm like, no, I'm I'm paying people to like so I can tell them jokes. It's like I should have never left India. <laughs> I, I, I mean, one day he is gonna be pumped though. When yeah, you, one I mean, day when you when are, I start making because money, because you will. Like you're like if you're dedicated and you're and you're good, like you're funny. If you're just naturally funny, you got thank it. you. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate that. Um, but I was also we gotta get your buddy to keep going. Yeah, I was also in school for engineering for two years, so he was. That's that's the most Indian thing about you. It is. It's actually <laughs> it's actually funny. Like, so I have I have two cousins, right? And they're both women, and they're both Indian, and they live in Phoenix, and they're sisters. And one of them is an ER doctor, and the other is an electrical engineer, right? And you know, during their free time, they're part of this program where they go to inner city schools, and they talk about like try and get young girls encouraged like encourage them to do stem and like medicine and i was like that's so cool i wish i could do that with my demographic of people and just inspire them to get involved in engineering and then i was like fuck dude i'm an indian guy like no one is telling us that we can't do either of those things man (laughs) people act like it's our only fucking option like i'll give you i'll give you an example a real life example this fucking happened to me all right so i go to a party when i was still in college with my white friends right and like this is gonna surprise you but i don't have a lot of riz like i'm not really good with girls so i was talking to my white friends i'm like how do i how do i like initiate like get them to start liking me and they're like bro tell them you're in engineering they're gonna be like you're so smart like i could never do that that's so amazing so like you know i'm scrolling through like the weather app on my phone like passively overhearing them like talk to girls and the response is like incredible when they tell them they're in engineering so that gassed me up. I'm like, I got this. I go up to this girl, right? And we start talking and we get to the question. And I'm like, what's your major? And, you know, she's a white girl with purple hair and a septum piercing. So something <laughs> stupid like philosophy or like literature or something like that. And I'm, she, there's dead silence after she tells me. I'm waiting for her to ask me what my major is. And Nothing. So I'm like, well, I'm in mechanical engineering. And I want to either switch to electrical or computer science. She's like, yeah, no, I got it. And I was like, what do you mean you got it? And she's like, 
She's just like gesturing to oh, me. Oh, God, I she, hate her. She's like, well, we don't have pre-med. And I had three guesses and you just listed all of the guesses. Oh, I hate her. <laughs> no, I wanted to be offended, but I was like, hey, that's like really accurate. Actually, that's just good observation. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah, but she's I hate not wrong. I hate that. You got to ask what. Yeah, I mean, you got to cheat. But like. I actually like that she didn't guess. You do? That she already guessed it for herself? It made me kind of proud. Like, people see us as engineers and as doctors. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, mean, yeah, you guys got a good stereotype. We do have a good stereotype. Doctors, pharmacists, uh, only, and every engineer, like. Yeah, for sure. If they're not Indian, I'm shocked. Yeah, right? It's like, oh, (laughs) damn. And if they're not Indian and they're an engineer, they work with a lot of fucking Indians. You know what I mean? The Indians are their boss. Yeah. No, it's it definitely makes me proud, and I'm like I am a minority, but I'm a I've got a very positive stereotype. It's way way easier for me than it is for other races. You yeah, know what that I mean? rules. Yeah, no, it's it's for sure. It's like it's privilege. But yeah, um, what? Uh, hold on, I had a good question. I totally I lost it when you said it. it's privilege. Uh, my dad was also an engineer, so that kind of. Oh, well, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, obviously. What's your sense. ma do? My ma worked in HR. Neither of my parents work right now because my dad is 81, so he's retired. Your dad's 81 years old? Well, he has, yeah. This guy lays pipe. For real, dude. He has six kids, right? You're he the youngest? Kids. No, I'm the fourth youngest of my dad's kids, second youngest of my mom's, second, fourth, yeah, fourth youngest of my dad's, second youngest of my mom's. How many siblings you got? I got five. I got two half-siblings. And no, I mean, that's what I'm like, yeah. So five all... All together. Okay. And then three full siblings. So, Damn. And my dad was married to an Indian first, and then he married a white lady, and after he moved to America, and that's the American dream right there. Like, you, you come with a family, you get divorced from your Indian wife, and then you marry a white <laughs> woman. Like, is and, this not the land of and opportunity? live on the Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were never shore people. I take no. offense to that. <laughs> no. Oh, you don't, wa- you don't watch that show? I, I do watch that. I've seen clips of that show, but first of all, that show gives a bad rap to New Jersey because it makes us seem like we're all fucking guidos and shit. That when is really, true. <laughs> there's a large population. Like, I'll give you some statistics here. New Jersey, Middlesex County, the county I was born in, has literally more Indians than any other county in the United States. Wow, really? Monroe Township of New Jersey has the fastest growing rate of Indians in, like, the Western Hemisphere, bro. But we're not, like, a loud people. Like, we don't make a lot of noise. So, like, we get overlooked a lot. But there are a lot of Indians in New Jersey, bro. Well, that's why Indians rule. We are rule, bro. You guys rule. Like, yeah, no, nobody. Every time that I've, like... That an Indian has spoken up, I've only agreed with them. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it doesn't. It also doesn't matter where you go in the world. There's gonna be in at least like a bunch of Indians there, bro. There's gonna be one area where all the Indians live. Well, there, yeah, yeah. You guys take over. That's great. Though. We do. Yeah, we fucking come in like cockroaches and we we take <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, but you take over smartly. Yeah, yeah. We're very intellectual like that. Well, the ones. And it's, you're personal. Indian people are very personal. Like, like, why do you think that crackhead got so along with you and, and the Wawa? Yeah, that's true. Like, because you were just li- you you listened and actively you actively listened and replied. Yeah, I did. And she, and she and was. Like, I got along with a lot of other people there too. There was a there was a group <laughs> of kids I used to sell cigarettes to. 
All were, the cigarettes. All on the cigarettes. Huh? No, I used to. I didn't <laughs> give them the cigarettes because they were kids. You know, <laughs> they got, you gotta pay for them if you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. But this, like, I found out they were way younger than I thought they were. There is this group of like three or four like kids that would come in and one time like the first time he was like how much is a mom bro and i was like which one and he's like um oh, like fuck it try these 10.99 and i gave him some marlboro golds and i kept i got them on newports after they liked the newports okay. and then like i they came in one night and i'm like hey how old are you guys sophomore junior and he was like seventh grade and i was like oh fuck oh, like, oh shit bro seventh just, grade yeah, i thought i was just giving cigarettes to like six i remember being 16 and being like i fucking want a cigarette so i'll do i was like i'll do these kids a solid yeah, yeah. it was so what well, was so hard. well i i didn't smoke then but i chewed tobacco but it, and it was hard to, fu- to find a yeah. gas station that didn't id you yeah because when you're in high school you think you look older but then you get to, out of high to school. everybody else you yeah. look like you're in high school yeah <laughs> yeah fucking Definitely, I, I don't regret it though. I Actually, mean, the guy that sold me, the guy at the BP that sold me that was the go-to for chewing tobacco. His name was Mukhtar. That's a fucking Indian, Indian guy. Thing, Indian yeah. guy, yeah. <laughs> and he ruled. They always, some of them don't. He's the best. Yeah, you know. Oh no, but well, some the, okay. The other, there were like three gas stations in a row. He was the middle one, and then the other two were were both older indie guys, and they were like, "Get out of here! Get out of here! Get out of my gas station!" They get like out scream of my at gas you. Oh Yo, yeah, get they scream out at you. They're station. so mad because like they think you're a cop. Yeah, like they have like the sting operations where they yeah. send in younger people to go, and if they sell it, then they get in trouble. Well, I worked. So I worked like, the. I worked the ten p.m. to six a.m. shift, so I know that there oh, were no so fucking you, cops. You, oh, so you got the crazy shift? Yeah, I got the crazy shift, bro. All the crazies, every drug addict. Yeah, I, I, there were a lot of a lot of like, and it was it's right by Rutgers University, so there were a lot of like, drunk college students that would come in, and then it was during the summer too. Like I started working like end of school year during the summer, so a lot of drunk high schoolers would come in, and I they all knew that I was I I'm not that guy who cards like <laughs> yeah. I'm not that guy you know, um so I. I just gave out, like, not gave out, but I just sold a bunch of cigarettes to, uh, frankly, I'm doing the service, I'm doing Wawa a service, honestly. You guys made so much money off me selling cigarettes to minors. Also, how come Wawa is not national? It's a great store. It is a great store. But, uh, yeah. You had a question you want to ask? I I know, I already, it it lost my mind. Are Uh, you ready for a cig? I'm ready for a cig. I know, I could tell. You slowed down a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm ready. And we're back. And we picked up another Indian guy on the, along the way. Uh, everybody welcome. Mm-hmm. Sheil Maddow. What's up? Hey, what's up? Welcome. Okay, yeah. So Sheil is another comedian. Bonafide hilarious. He doesn't, yeah, think, no, he, he doesn't think he is. I can tell already from the interactions uh, we've had. Uh, 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 uh. And so Deb, I was hosting one night. I was subbing because, you know, you know, when I host, it's packed. Jam-packed. There's no slots left. But I was subbing one night, uh, and he was the only guy that showed up. <laughs> So I made him go up on stage, and he made him do the same absolutely thing. hilarious. He, he's, he's sober. Old, he's got a lot, he, and he's from the East Coast too. Okay, yeah. Where are you from? I'm from uh, outside of DC, uh, Northern Virginia area on the mm. on the DC uh, like Arlington. Yeah, Alexandria, Arlington area, sort yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about you? I'm from New Jersey, but I went to school at GW George Washington University. I, I got my. Uh, Fuck, this isn't funny at all. That Who gives a no, fuck? That's yeah, fine. yeah, I dated a girl at Ooh, GW. And, uh, <laughs> she had a lot of money, and it was the best time of my life. But um, Was she white? 
She was she was brown of um and then I, I did uh, another school in DC and then uh you know I I got in, I got into the white chicks Tom and you know that's yeah. where life uh went downhill the sinker that's the sinker of chicks yeah, it's so. funny because every time I see an Indian guy with a white girl I'm like my boy like, good really? good for you <laughs> and then every time I see an Indian girl with a white guy I'm like Man, someone's got to tell her family, bro. Someone's got to <laughs> let them know, dude. That shit ain't allowed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I wonder when Indian people are going to switch from, like, uh, like how black women get really mad at black men when they, like, start dating a white chick. Oh, yeah. They I wonder that. when the brown people are going to switch into that, you know? Like, uh, you know, fuck that shit. Right now, we're really appreciative, you know? We're, like, clapping for them as they walk by, you know, shaking yeah. their hand. Uh, it's it's tough getting a white girl when you're five, you know, seven and a half, five, eight, wearing your, your lifts. <laughs> And uh, I was gonna say, I thought you were like five eight. I'm five eight on a good day, you know. <laughs> on a lift day. Well, I mean, his dad, his dad is like the most Indian guy you've ever heard about. I mean, all of our dads are the most Indian guys you ever heard yeah, about. True. This, this is evolution right here. This He's is, got a white mom though. I do have a white mom. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get you guys already talked about that though. Yeah, probably. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you no, know, he had some stuff to say. While, like he was pumped that you were coming. How'd they meet? Yeah. How'd they meet? So my dad worked. I know this is going to surprise you. My dad worked as an engineer <laughs> at Exxon. Right. And my oh, mom wow. worked in HR. And the first time they met, they got into like a big argument. And my nice. dad, my mom was like, first time I ever met your dad, I thought he was a huge dick. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, uh, then they just started working together. And, you know, my dad was married to an Indian when he met my mom. Okay. So that's the American dream for you right there. Damn. See, this is the guy that should be a comedian, not the rest of us <laughs> fucking brown guys <laughs> leaving our fucking good jobs. Damn. That That's awesome. Uh, that's a good origin story. Yeah. I was also in school for engineering for two years. Okay. All right. Yeah. So see, this is all of us. Super, oh, super Indian. Yeah. It's, well, oh, it's, you were in engineering school? What? You went to engineering school? No, but I got a master's oh. degree and I, uh, you know, I have debt and, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm brown as fuck, but, you know, we, we have a... We've pivoted to being degenerates, and I like it. And um, it's more fun, and it's less pressure. And uh, you know, fuck our parents. That, well, I mean, and being a comedian, like if you like, he, if you could see the funny side of everything, like he's an addict. He's he, he's in halfway house, whatever they're called, I'm sober house, sober house. Okay, like, yeah. so congratulations. Like, uh, so us That's drinking nice. Bud Lights in front of him is like very tempting, but you know, he's so good. Are you all right with this? This is cool. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. I, right. No, right. I checked beforehand. All right, and he's good. Nice. Disclaimer: I'm not drinking. I'm drinking an oat milk latte. Hunter, Hunter is my house manager. Yeah. This is an oat milk latte, bro. I got this from right. Sprouts. It's got ashwagandha in it. It's and ashwagandha. It makes you, yeah, it's, it's healthy. No, I thought you were going to say something. Ash. Anytime I hear ash, I, you know, the, the I'm just expecting a wits. And uh, you said ashwagandha. Oh, no, ashwagandha. <laughs> but it is always an ashwagandha. <laughs> There's always an ashwagandha. The people something. at Auschwitz should have taken ashwagandha. <laughs> yeah. It would have helped with the anxiety. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah, anything would have helped with that anxiety. But that's crazy, man. That's that's uh, congratulations. Okay. I, I pr- we probably are all addicts, you know, in some ways. Oh no, I definitely am. Yeah. I just haven't. Uh, I haven't you gone to a sober drinking, house. Yet. Drinking beer yeah. at two p.m. <laughs> that's so. what I'm saying. Yeah. I wasn't gonna drink. This motherfucker just called me, and I was oh, shaving my back in my underwear, and sure, I just, uh, you know. Uh, okay, in my defense, he called me back. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't answer. And then he was like, "Hey, what's up? Sorry, I was shaving my back." Who the fuck doesn't call back? A lot of people. All right. Well, I'm not that person. <laughs> I. Uh, but oh yeah, I met him at the old B and J. Okay. All right. That's good. I haven't been to the old B and J in quite some time. Um, I feel like fucking. You know, the, the our, our level of the comedy scene, it requires 
some level of rotation you know what i mean like you i have after, to yeah. after seeing your fucking dumb ass you know your face <laughs> at every mic you just stop trying you know yeah. you just want to say the most ridiculous stuff to get tom to kind of chuckle and none of that is you know well, replicable yeah. in front of a normal I'm, audience yeah so. i mean I, that's you get in the same groove you go to the same mics over yeah. and over and yeah. over again because like you feel safe there and so i've just been branching out I've yeah been a bunch of different ones you gotta cycle off like creatine you, you know and come back you know exactly and get swollen again yeah yeah I, yeah i like the bj i wanted to go to deaf noodles but like deaf noodles is like if you're an asian or if you're an alcoholic you drink for free first drinks free and i'm both of those things mm. so it'd be so really get two drinks be big me. danger for me to go there honestly yeah it's a it's a good spot i mean yeah because it's free and it's yeah. really popular that's now that's a new place on sunset right it's right a new by place uh, on guitar sunset. center yeah 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 and the guy you know the guy that runs it he's a i think like an ex youtuber of some sort i don't know much about him and then he uh, bought this place so he's he's running a tight ship it's pretty cool you know nice he's not being a detriment to the you know the scene which is great and uh yeah it's a, it's a little wild over there in in a good in a good way you know it's uh well this area rules for stand honestly yeah it does like the uh the new place there's another new place no bad mics yeah is what i've been uh yeah yeah yep, yep. yeah those, those are good guys yeah i've never been yet have you guys uh, heard of the crow the crow where's yeah, that crow at? i don't know where it's at but i meant believe it or not i met another stand-up comedian at an aa meeting she was talking about like um she gave me a list of like open mics and it's like the crow you do like three minutes i think it's called the crow i don't know i could be wrong but it's like you do three minutes and if they like you you come back and you do 10 minutes Mm. oh wow yeah that's a big change yeah but it's it's pretty far from where i am and like to go to the badger and jam is like a hike bro it's an hour and a half on the bus jeez yeah i gotta take two buses because i don't have a car and i used to just get my friend to drive me but he's like being a bitch because gas costs so much money and so right. he can't. He's got to get back into stand-up. He's funny. He is funny. He is a funny guy. I, I saw him. I made him go up at the mic that I saw Dev at. All right. And uh, no, he's a funny guy. He was. Yeah. He did a good five minutes. He did more than five minutes when he went up. He did like ten minutes when yeah. he went up. Yeah. I mean, we had a whole hour. I see. We I had see. a whole hour to kill. So That's I was, great. Uh, you know. I don't but, have ten but minutes. You guys, but you guys didn't stop. Like you guys. Like you guys never came to a lull. Like I could have been like, okay, good job. But you like you kept going. You guys, you guys could have kept going for good. another ten minutes. Yeah, you went, amazing. you went for like twenty. I went for twenty minutes. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. And, oh, he. But he's got so many stories. Yeah. About, like, but like everything is so honest, and that's the best part. That's nice. That's nice. I run an honest program. Yeah. That's what they. That's what they say. In AA. you got to run an honest program. So I. But I'm, when that's what the funniest stuff is. When people try to make stuff up, I feel like you know when they do. You like when someone makes up a joke, you know that it's not true. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a like, certain. You could look at a person and you either accept it or you don't, and it's yeah. really hard for people to accept it at our level. I feel so, like yeah. some of my jokes are just yeah. jokes, like they like the the one about the the roommate beating off. That one's just obviously a joke, bro. That's obviously, bonafide hilarious. Yeah, obviously not a real thing that happened. Your roommate doesn't beat off. No, <laughs> so now you could say it again. Go ahead. All right, the Do, joke yeah. was so I live in a sober house and I share a room with four people. Yeah. Um, there are no locks in the house because we're all dope fiends and crackheads. And so I go to knock on the bathroom door, right? And there, there's no locks. I knock. There's no answer. I go in, and my roommate is OD'd on the floor. Jeez. And this is obviously upsetting to me, not because he OD'd, but because I was going in there to beat off. And I was like, now I got to deal with this. So I'm crunching the numbers and doing, like, a quick calculation of how long someone has to be Narcan before they die. Yeah. And how long it would take me to beat off. Yeah. So I was like, I'm looking for three minutes tops, two with the dead body in the room. (laughs) 
So I do my thing first, and then I Narcan him. And he's like, he wakes up, he's all confused. He's like, what's this all over my face? And I'm like, it's Narcan, dude. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. great. That's really funny. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's that's the tough thing about... Uh, I, I'm a write, I write. I, I I probably have stories, but I like jokes, and so uh, it's hard to it's hard to like be honest and be funny for me personally. I can be honest for like a couple of lines, but then I like to throw in some sort of joke. You know what I mean? I, I just I, I can't write on a shit like that. It's it's great. I love watching it. I love watching shit like that. People who do act outs or have these ridiculous stories that are so funny. I just the, see, it's my favorite. You know? I've got ridiculous stories, but that like. Then I'll try to put a joke in, and that's the part that stinks. Right. So it's like, all dependent just, on I'll, how I'll, people look at I'll you. I'll just tell the story, mm-hmm. and that crushes. Mm-hmm. But then I'll try to put in like some stupid joke, and that is like, yeah. Why See, sometimes I like in the moment I like say things or do things just for the story, so I can say that I did it. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. an example would be we had like a house barbecue, right? Like for our house meeting, um, we have a house meeting every week. One one day we had a barbecue, and me and my roommate were like. How funny would it be if we brought non-alcoholic beer to the sober barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> right? So we, we pull up with the non-alcoholic beer. And, like, if you ever want to see people run, bring beer to a barbecue of, like, people fresh out of, like, detox, bro. Because they will run to it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they get, I get there and my house manager's like, what the fuck? Why did you bring beer to this barbecue? And I was like, shit, man, you can't have a barbecue without beer. He's like, this is a sober house. I'm like, it was muscle memory at this point, dude. Like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But NA beer, isn't that okay? Uh, no, because there's oh really? Yeah, that's strict. Huh? Two two reasons it could trigger people, which I don't really necessarily agree with. Because if you're gonna get triggered, the place to be triggered is in a sober house. You know sure, I mean? yeah. And number two, there's a very small amount of that can't get rid of all the alcohol. There's a small amount of alcohol, yeah. and you will you will pop dirty for alcohol. So then what's the point of non-alcoholic beer? It doesn't get you drunk, but it's not I know. Well, okay, yeah. but I mean if if you can't bring it to a sober host, then why we haven't why we, why doesn't it exist? Yeah, that's true. There's some eye banker out there on like a Tuesday night who needs to fucking, you know, feel life pretend, a little bit. Pretend like they're drinking. I, I never saw the point in non alcoholic beer. It's like decaf coffee, like what the fuck are you doing? You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, right? If you take a thing that's only good like for like getting drunk (laughs) and you remove the getting drunk you just have a thing that's not good (laughs) i know you know what i mean i know like they're gonna be like masturbate like can we just come at some point without having any of the dirty thoughts you know yeah yeah like is that gonna be even necessary that's uh yeah it's 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 pointless to me i don't get it i I don't understand it at all i like at least with zin and other things like that there's something kind of mimicking the effect but unless you have some like you know i don't know Unless you're really fucked up and you can drink a, a, a Heineken, you know, 0.0 and get and feel something, it's not going to be worth it. I, I just feel like I, I feel like it's just you feel included. Like like you're at a party mm. and everybody's yeah. drinking. Totally. And you're like And you're like, okay, I'm going to have an old duels. Yeah. Because you have a beer, but like not really. Right. You know, but Zen. Okay, Zen, I think, is like they're brilliant because they're making you. I feel like they're making you more addicted to nicotine. Than you would be like, like with normal there are, cigarettes. There are American Zins, but then they're like my brother was doing a semester abroad in Geneva, and the like the the Zin not Zins but the whatever you call them the smokeless tobacco the pouches yeah. there are like so much like you can only get six milligrams in the U.S. They give you like eighteen to twenty four milligrams out there, so they're like they're oh so they're powerful. just getting you hooked. They're getting you hooked on nicotine. I wanted to try one, but I didn't end up getting to go. 
Mm, I've done it. I went fucking crazy. I, I went nuts. Um, on a z- on Zen? Yeah, it jacked me up so much. I just I'm not. My body just uh, hasn't ever really touched that sort of shit. And I've never smoked cigarettes like that. I'm well, I only do it when I'm, See, you know, I did, I'm drinking. I, I told him earlier. So I was I I started out dipping. Okay. Because you know I played sports like baseball. Like you got to dip. Okay. And then once I stopped playing sports, like I did, I started doing theater, and everybody smokes. So okay. I'm doing, so I'm starting to smoke cigarettes. That'd be funny then, if you were doing Macbeth with a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you got a little cup a little, on little stage, li- lip, li- little lip in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then I was like, I don't want to smoke anymore. So I started vaping, and vaping is more nicotine than cigarettes in it. So I was like, well, this is horrible. And then I tried quitting with Zen. And yeah. I was like, well, this is, now I'm just, just going to get addicted to Zen. to another Zin. level. It's, I feel like shit I have is now. I kicked it, by the way. That's great. I've kicked all of it. That's amazing. I think it's a big feat to kick anything these it's days. It's so hard. I think all this stuff is just preying on just the ability to sit. So it's not even like Zen is probably something that's like addictive in that way. But like most people can't just be. I can't. You got to shove shit in your you, face. You got to feel yeah, something like, not you, this. You got to do something. It's like, it's like an, an activity to do. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes like a, sometimes I'm jerk, jerking like I for no reason. I just got time, you know. <laughs> like what am I going to do? Watch this movie? Or? That yeah. Used to be, that used to be me while I was drinking. Like a lot of it happens with a lot of people who are like addicted to things. It's like boredom is like a huge trigger right. for them. Right. Like, you know, they get bored and they're like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't get high, you know? And then they end up, some of them end up getting high just because they were bored. And then like. Yeah. I'm this yeah. close to popping a blue chew right now, you know, <laughs> just to fucking get my heart pumping. Hey, by the way, hey, blue chew, please sponsor us. Yeah, sponsor uh, us. Give me a heart attack. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you hear about that guy who went on fucking, uh, he took a Viagra and then he went on a plane and his heart, his heart rate got so crazy that he, uh, I think he passed away. I think he died on the plane. Wow, yeah, really? Yeah. What, a, what I, a way to go. Dude. I can only imagine that, like, you, there's so many dudes that got to be flying to meet chicks that are just like, I'm a pre, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a pregame. I'm going to board United. Wow. I'm going to sit down in, like, 15, you know, B in the middle of a mom, you know, and her husband that didn't get the tickets on time and fucking eat a blue That's chip, why that door mean? blew out, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Someone got an erection and it just pushed the wrong button. I mean, uh, Boeing is really dropping the ball. Yeah. Speaking of flying planes, because you know I'm from Chicago. Like I'm not, now, if I see that I'm flying on a Boeing jet, I'm yeah skeptical. Of Who it. knew Greyhound would be the thing that won out at the uh, end of the day? Oh you know God! I mean? Yeah, I know. Well, Fuck. like those Malaysian planes, I was like, eh, well, that's Malaysia. Like, of course, <laughs> of course, they're gonna crash. But now it's happening here. Like, okay, Boeing, let's. Uh, okay, this is America. Yeah, let's, let's figure let's this out. Huh? Yeah, we need some of those Malaysians to come over here and uh, and look at all those screws. You know, that's the problem with white people. They just want to manage. They don't want to screw the screws in. You know, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's probably. We got to send some white people to Malaysian Airlines <laughs> to run the corporate office, and we got to bring Malaysians. You know, to run. Yeah, the, the the operations. You I don't. Know? I don't think that they've ever found that plane. By the way, they never did. They never found it. Just plane. it just went down in the wherever. No, or were, if it did, I thought I always. Okay, I love conspiracy theories. That was crisis act. I'm I kidding. thought <laughs> yeah. they couldn't even act. <laughs> they had it was crisis nobody. Yeah. yeah. Nah. I, I like. I love conspiracy theories, and I like. I haven't even heard this anywhere on any website. But I thought like, I was like, maybe somebody's like harvesting planes to do something with. Like I like I know that they I've heard that they found like a flapper or whatever there, but like, it's creepy when yeah. a plane disappears. Like I feel like there's a lot of 
there's a lot of things that have to happen where a plane, like a, like the black box, there's no black box. There's no, like all the signals just go down. Yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah, yeah. But also, you know how big the ocean is, bro? The ocean's pretty fucking big, man. Yeah, like, dude. It's really, it's not that hard to get lost in there. Well, I know, but I mean, I'm t- like we put so many trackers on it and like, like there's, I, th- yeah, I feel like there's things, so many things. A lot of things have to happen for a plane to be like. Just, just, just completely disappear. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, you got two round people here. I, have you ever flown Air India by any chance? Have I ever flown Air Dude, <laughs> these airplanes are from the fucking 70s, bro. Like, I, I'm not kidding. They they don't they don't even have... I don't even know what to like. Well, still they got, still have the ashtray yeah, in the I fucking... Say, really? Yeah. <laughs> they just welded it shut, and they're like... Sometimes they weld them shut. Sometimes they don't, you know? Dude, but like, they, when you land in India, like, I'm assuming that when you go somewhere international... They, you know, they make you sign the shit. You're not bringing fruit. You're not bringing any bugs yeah. over. These brown people will walk down the aisle. As you're landing with like a spray, two, two canisters of spray and just walk down the aisle and just spray that shit in the air. <laughs> just up and down for like five minutes. That, that's how gangster this is. So think about what Malaysian it, Airlines. Like sanitizer spray or something? I don't know. But like, I, again, you don't see. I'd rather the blow, like the door blow off the airplane than see that. that if that's what's happening, I'm like, I got AIDS or something, you know, at this point. <laughs> But, it is um, crazy. Nobody got hurt on that. No. Which is insane. Can you no. imagine belts. being the guy sitting right? Yeah, what if they weren't belted The in? kid's shirt got fucking ripped got off. Got ripped off. Yeah. The guy's phone got to- got even whipped if, out even and it Even if the seatbelts weren't on, it's because His like, phone was okay. Ugh, they they have designed back, right? airplanes so that like, the pressure on the inside is equal to the pressure on the outside so that if the, like, you know, like in movies, it's like if the window blows off, like everything gets sucked out yeah. of that window. They like the engineers designed it so that it, it that's not the case. The pressure on the inside is equal to pressure on the outside, so you just keep flying. Mm. Like that's why they pressurize the cabin so that it's equal to that on the outside. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Maybe there's like a Jeffrey Epstein Island where like Amelia, like Amelia Earhart's plane is there, and like right? some rich guys just collecting fucking weird airplanes that I, have disappeared. Honestly, that's what I thought. Like I don't know, somebody man. harvesting planes, because it's so if you like. Because you don't think about it when you're doing it, but like when you're flying, you're the the most vulnerable you you'll ever really be. Right, you're right. Just, like if something happens, what are you gonna do? I but that's why I find Nothing. them. I find the most like peace on an airplane. I'm like disconnected. You know, I got a beer or two in me, and I'm just like, let me die. You know, I do. I do like yeah, flying. Do like it. a lot of people, they get scared because of the turbulence. I don't get scared. Oh, I get scared. No, but I'm loaded. So I, I got scared it. once. I flew from LAX. My buddy got married at Mammoth Mountain. Where the fuck is that? It's, it's like a six-hour drive, like northwest of here. Okay. So, but it's like an hour flight. Mm. So I get on this plane. It's an Alaska Airlines flight, and. It, it was like it was like a Wright Brothers original, like the, they were propellers. I didn't know that we still used propeller oh, yeah. planes. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I've been on one of those. Planes. I've been and on one of them too. I remember my. Was it in India? It, no, I was flying from uh, the east coast to Toronto, um, because that's also plane. where all of us have congregated, <laughs> and uh, it was one of the propeller ones. And they have an air, uh, airport in Toronto that's like on an island. So I remember was, flying. Yeah, we touched down and fucking did one of those loop de loops because we kept fucking up because the airplane was you know tiny and it was just getting rocked. Okay, so that's what's gonna like. That's what we were to trying you. to land and yes. it was like. I, know. I I thought the pilot completely. Lo- I was like, well, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I thought he lost complete control of the plane. <laughs> 
Like you get, you know, the feeling you get in a, on a roller coaster. I, I, that's what I hate. It's not that I'm afraid. I just hate that shit. That, I hate that drop. I that, love the that stomach like feeling. That drop, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I like it on a roller coaster, not on an airplane. Mm. I, I love it on an airplane. It used to be my favorite part when I was a kid. Is the little <laughs> when you're landing, the little where you're out of your seat a little bit. I'm like, oh, exciting. But I remember flying. We were flying from Calcutta to New Delhi, and we were flying on the propeller plane. And my mom, the white one, was terrified, <laughs> bro. She was so scared. And my dad was like, "It'll be fine, okay." <laughs> that's good enough for a white woman and she was you know? like okay I guess you we're put a brown good. mom in there and she's like shut the fuck up you know you fucked me over you fucked all of us up you never did anything we're all going to die yeah now. yeah 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 and start praying that's yeah I, I don't believe in any other conspiracies though do, are you other do you believe in any other I mean, conspiracies I, I believe the CIA invented crack you believe the crack okay was introduced to the neighborhoods through the For sea sure. okay yeah. all right okay well I, th- I feel like that's pr- like a fact i feel like they it's like out that they did do that. i don't know enough about it i don't i don't know no, I, I i don't uh i'm not a conspiracy guy per se but ever since doing comedy i'm like i gotta have a conspiracy joke i don't like everyone I, talks about also it so i don't much, necessarily you know? believe in all of them but like a lot of them are like i mean this makes a lot more sense than the story mm. Mm. like a lot of them yeah and like uh, the crack thing, I feel like is like a thing that's out. Like they they definitely did do that. So uh, technically, like the CIA says, it can find no link between crack and itself. But come on, bro, it's like the detective. It's like a someone who murdered someone else heading up the investigation. Like yeah, on yeah, who, yeah well, exactly. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's like yeah, come I th- on. Well, I thought that was like a thing. I thought everybody knew that they did. So the CIA was in a kitchen. They're cooking up some crack. But, well, yeah, they're there's sell- some like, white they guy it. with they're- a PhD that that got 100%. really good at cook. He's the godfather of crack. Hundred percent. Not these black guys. Okay, all right. So we should be making rap well, no, songs about then, him. Then they were then they were ge- like selling it to black guys. Yeah. To, yeah. to give to the black community. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Like, okay. That's what I think. I mean. That like the government like just doesn't like black people like they just don't like them you know what I mean so it would make sense that they're like introducing this way to fill the prison system with them to get them hooked on something keep yeah. them out of the school system see I don't okay I don't know if the, the reason was we don't like there was a like I don't know I gotta like read read but like it's not <laughs> like we don't like black people so give them crack there was like a reason like get like. It, like it was along those lines, but it wasn't like we hate blacks. <laughs> hey kids, no, you it, like was a little, it was a little <laughs> yeah. more complicated than that. Yes, like, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. what I'm saying? You're sick yeah, of wacky like tobacco, something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, well, there's so much more. I feel like that goes into everything. Okay, like, I mean, okay, the, like you've heard my. You getting got, real? Got, got, you getting real low? There's, got, there's got, no black like, people like, here. I got, I, got a, I got a joke about this, but like, okay, like this moon landing that allegedly happened, like. We've never done anything and just stopped doing it. You, you know what's funny about the moon you know? landing? The amount of people who don't believe the moon landing, but then they love Elon Musk. I'm like, that's it's so contradictory. Okay. No, it's, not really. Okay. But what do you mean, no, moon- not really? He's flying his goddamn uh, fucking rockets okay. past the moon. He's not past the moon. He's barely going to in, Mars. Bar- well, he's tro- no, that's the goal. That's his goal. All right. But he's thro- he's flying his rockets. Like, that's that's also where, like, so he like this billionaire. He's tossing so much money at barely getting into space. Mm-hmm. Like he, they're barely leaving the atmosphere. But that's all you need, bro. But it's also like a private but company. Like it's not like NASA. Like SpaceX is a privately owned company. Yeah, you know? it's not and government he's a, funded. And him and Bezos. I'm saying like. We landed on the moon in 1969, and we can't just go to the moon now like that. Like. 
but you have to understand when we went to the moon and that now i feel like a fucking this isn't comedy now at all. i'm just trying to back up the government when we went to the moon we were it was like i don't know like pretend pretend russia right now had like the hottest i don't know what's like the biggest thing right now i don't know like pretend russia decided like we figured out a way to invent water you know what I mean? We put all of our resources, you know what I mean? We put the scientists, we put Logan Paul, we put Mia Khalifa. Yeah. Everyone would be making what that's what it was like back then. Yeah. So now we have now we have everything. Now that there's people, like there's no rush. You know, yeah, we gotta like introduce crack. We gotta do crack again. <laughs> you know what I mean? We gotta we gotta uh, start fentanyl. Like, you know what I mean? Like the moon is is a past that's why everyone's trying to get back to it, because it's like it shows dominance. So I yeah. think I think Elon fucking up for this little thing till the atmosphere. It's like trying to get past fifty pumps and sex. You know what I mean? You just <laughs> hold, also, think about grandma. Like, Once you get past it, you're chilling. You know what I mean? You're in space. <laughs> it's not hard, but you just got to get out of the atmosphere, and that with with the least amount of shit. And you know, also it's not Challenger like they're, they're using. You know, they they used like older rockets to get into the moon to get mm, to the moon. You know, yeah. now they're trying like. The reason why he's barely making it out is because they're using new shit. Yeah, you he's can't like, put How can monkeys. I make this more efficient? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we need. Yeah, and he's barely got off Earth, is what I'm saying. You know how far the moon is? But he's also, also trying. How did, my bigger question is okay, fine, fine. We built. Let's say we did go to the moon. I'm not saying yeah. we didn't, but yeah. okay, let's say we did. Yeah. Okay, we built so much stuff on Earth, and it was like a very complicated thing. Yeah. We did all the stuff. There's launch pads. There's. How, we got okay. Say we got there. Yeah. How the hell did we get back? <laughs> no, I I think you have two brown people, and we need some other uh, races here to to go along with this. We need, a, we need a good Chinese person. I've been, about this. <laughs> I got an A in physics in fucking you know ninth grade, so I, I can't sit here and listen to you say that without uh, pivoting to uh, something good, educational. But it's all about fucking. <laughs> It's all about blasting the boosters at the right time, and it pushes you this way, and then you have to have enough force to re-enter the atmosphere. Yeah. And you know, it's just uh, also you know the gravity on the gives moon. A fuck. The gravity on the moon is much less than the gravity on yeah. Earth, so it takes less to get from the moon back. And yeah. when they land, unless you're Lizzo, but when, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when they bananas. when they land, they don't fucking land, bro. They literally plummet towards Earth, and you know parachutes. Well, that's why they land. landed in the water. Yeah. Right, the right, yeah. right, right. You know, that's that's. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying they didn't, but uh, here's okay. Here's here's the main reason why I think maybe like not. That we stopped. We just stopped going. Yeah. No, there, that was a mistake, and it created some confusion in society as to, like, yeah, it's like, why would you push? Why did we create a flat screen TV and now we're going back to the old no. shit? Like, or why have we for. It's just weird. Yeah. Uh, it, Columbus, Columbus sailed from wherever, Italy, Spain to America. Right. That's like him doing that and then going back and be like, well, we went. Yeah, I mean, that's it. But again, we, we got have, Marjorie Taylor's talking. We have space lasers, apparently, and we got other <laughs> shit. So how do you know? What I mean, so we gotta we gotta get back to it. But here's my, my conspiracy. My only conspiracy, I believe, is like I think the NBA is putting something in the water. Gotta be these basketball players. I mean, you're telling me that they're wearing nylon and uh, there's like hose on the. No one's having erections in a basketball. You don't see one dude with a boner. No one's popping up that di that into the waistband. Well, they're also no straight. one's talking. They're also straight. But I'm talking. All uh, these hoes are on the sideline. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, you, you're focused on game. Time. Some of these kids are like from uh, Embiid is like at least 14 years old. He's from Africa. <laughs> we don't. I'm I'm 36. Joel. I'm popping a boner at like 3 p.m. at on a Zoom, <laughs> once a week. 
None of these guys are getting hard during the game. I mean, Not I, one. I don't know. I can't. I got cut from basketball in seventh uh, grade. So sound, I, you they're know, putting I can't, something. They're, but they're I was something. getting boners in seventh grade. That's why I got cut. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's never what, an athlete. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. Never. What, what's the last well, you sport went pro you played? And drugs and stuff. So yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was yes. The last sport I, sport I played was soccer freshman year. Of nice, nice. Yeah, I played soccer too growing up, and that was a. Uh, I did tennis too. Okay, that's 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 a brown sport right there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Give us like another generation. We're cricket. gonna be cricket. You, got, you guys got cricket? Oh, cricket, man! I that's never played competitively, but when the uncles came, we were playing out in the yard for sure. What cricket? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's funny to play sports with uncles, you know, because yeah. like uh, they're not built for sports. They're 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 so bad at anything athletic. Uh, yeah, well, the last time they played was like the Labor Day before. Not even. Maybe when they were like six. They get, like get kind of competitive. Like, oh yeah. They get I mean, like it's. They, they like, are, I'm, I'm ten, dude. Like you don't have to beat me in cricket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They call you a pussy or like you know a Muslim or whatever, yeah. and uh, you know you, you have to play. Uh, well, that's how you grow. Okay. We got 14 minutes. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got to get out of here at three because he's got the. Uh, I didn't do my. I didn't do my chore. Um, because uh, there was a genuine misunderstanding. This is for my house manager. I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a genuine misunderstanding. So I apologize, but I will be back soon. I'm literally making them wrap it up early so I can get back. That's fine. Also, no. tell tell your guy. Uh, I mean, I guess I could tell him too. Yeah, come on next time too. Yeah, Hunter, he wants you on next time, and I'll bring Jamal too. Jamal's really cool. Perfect. We got four mics. Yeah. Yeah. No one's watching this anyway. Do they fine. do? Yeah, not yet. Do they do uh, comedy? No, but they're funny. They're like they're I can only funny. imagine. There's maybe, so many maybe, stories. Dude. Well, but yeah, but yeah, because like a lot of a lot of addicts have like the best comedy. Of course, like I've noted, like because they have nothing, they don't care. They got nothing to lose. They just yeah. go on stage and just talk. Yeah. yeah, and it's always so funny. Yeah, what they think is normal is the funniest thing ever, dude. I for like a long time was like, why is no one else like drinking every day? Like, <laughs> why am I the only one who's like pounding vodka at two p.m., bro? Like, this is insane. Yeah, I just thought it was normal. I was like, "You guys are the abnormal ones. I'm the normal ones." I think it would be normal. I I totally could do it. I, there's just you know, there's a part of me that's just keep. It's very slim though. That margin. Yeah, like, I well, could totally work. start drinking at any point. Works. I mean, yeah, I gotta go to work. And if I get caught being hammered at work, then yeah, it's not fun. It's no. not fun when you get caught hammered at work. No, no, no. I can't imagine that would be fun. But yeah, shockingly, I've never done that. I've never gotten hammered and went to work. Okay. In college, we had unofficial St. Patrick's Day because on regular St. Patrick's Day, which was the big normal celebration, somebody mm-hmm. died. So, mm. so they're like, we're going to make sure our spring break is during St. Patrick's Day so you can't have St. Patrick's Day celebration. So instead of having it on St. Patrick's Day, we had yeah. un- unofficial St. Patrick's Day you, the weekend before. Yeah, you died at Ocean so, City instead so, yeah, of the that's campus. The, that's, All right. that's, yeah, that's really the only time I got you. that like I, I've been hammered in class like in a place of work i guess like in class like everybody's just blacked out in school yeah that's that's not that's not bad at all that's that's normal <laughs> yeah well that's it was normal. normal on that campus yeah 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 put me into any other campus though uh <laughs> at, on that day i would look a little bit rambunctious yeah probably <laughs> I, I had friends that were you know they were drinking and going to class and shit that, that's well, pretty shit, normal I was too, man. yeah like, yeah <laughs> We we were all a little fucked up consistently throughout college, I think, in some ways. Uh, yeah, but the difference is some people stop. I never stopped. I yeah. Just, I was like, why stop? Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've kept a hold on it, but there's other things that I'm pretty sure uh, 
you know, I could be in halfway house for pretty much. All right, let's let's hear them. Spout them off. I got a sugar problem. I got I got a big sugar problem. No, well, that's a hospital, not a halfway house. Yeah, that's di- well, I'm just that's, saying that's I'm di- addicted. That's diabetes. I could go in a halfway house if they kept donuts away from me. It'd be good for me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they, if they could be if there could be uh, a zero sugar donuts, I, I'd definitely uh, be on that. I don't know. I, I got a bunch of other stuff that I don't want to name on a goddamn podcast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got problems. Yeah, I've got I've got issues, but um, how have we not also? Okay, this isn't even a conspiracy, but it is to me. How have we not figured out a way to like zero sugar donuts? Like we've done, we've landed on the moon. How can we not make zero sugar donuts? I think that's too far. I think it's just <laughs> that would that would Sci- society. science hasn't reached away exactly. Point. See, that's what I mean, I'm we saying. We got Splenda. Splenda's pretty good. Why don't we make donuts out of Splenda? Now they're saying Splenda's bad for you, though. Now they're like, oh, it could fuck you up. Uh, yeah. All these natural um, sugars like, are coming back. You know, it I was hate inevitable. that. Like, some one thing's good for you, and then, you know, the next minute it's like, it's bad for you. Just do what you do, man. Exactly. Yeah. Do what you do. We'll, we'll live a while. Human body's pretty resilient. Yeah, just and stop also, one bad thing. It annoys me when people are like, oh, that's not good for you. Especially people in fucking, like, sober houses are like, oh, it's not good for you. You didn't do it. You shouldn't do that. There's this dude in my sober house. Who only eats organic food, only gets organic shit, doesn't smoke cigarettes. He's like, it's bad for you. I don't think he knows. He used to do a lot of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, you know what else is bad for you? He's like, that's got a lot of chemicals. I'm like, you know what has a lot of chemicals? The heroin that you shot into your bloodstream <laughs> for a decade. I know. Like, I ate like pop tarts yeah. for breakfast for like two decades. So you know, my I'm, parents never. Well, my mom. You never got Eggo waffles. Never nothing. Got, never, never got. The, we had oatmeal. We oh. did the oatmeal. Never, never got Pop Tarts because my mom's like, no, that's junk food. That's not good wow. for you. Wow. Good for her. Yeah, bad for me, though. <laughs> All I wanted was Pop Tarts and Lunchables. Never got Lunchables. Unless, like, unless it was like a crazy day, my dad would go to the gas station and get some Lunchables. Ah. He'd be like, we can't make their lunches today. So Yeah. Yeah. That 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 shit. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that I didn't carry on the lunchable phase into my 30s. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Sometimes I do go to 7-Eleven when I'm a little, you know, doot doot, and I <laughs> I stare at them for a bit, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> no one will know. But uh, no, I that cold pizza, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. With that spreader, <laughs> the little red spreader. Yeah, yeah, the little plastic that you use for Lunchables cocaine afterwards. Fun. They were fun. I mean, yeah, in grade school. They were fun, though. They were like a fun, you like making. I lunch. never got Lunchables either. Never? Yeah. Same. My mom made me a sandwich. We got a, granola, a sandwich, a granola bar, and a yogurt. Oh, yeah. I whined. Or, or, I like whined. An, or I got an apple them. or something. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, I whined, too, and I got nothing. Uh, I was on that fruit snacks. I was the, you know, oh, the Gushers, got. fruit roll-ups, you know. I was rolling those oh, into joints. See, and yeah, this is why you get the sugar addiction. I know. I know. And it's a brown thing. I think of brown people. I'm, I'm from a state in India where, like, we don't eat meat, nor do we drink alcohol. So Oh, so you, you went. You guys went. So hell. what do you do? Yeah. Where, like where, you, where's that? That's, it's Gujarat. It's, a, you that's, know, West uh, Saeed. Gujarat, alcohol is like my sponsor is from Gujarat. It's like a low key problem. It's punishable by like Really? By yeah, like yeah, yeah. Time. If you go if you go to the state and you have a, a US passport or if you're a foreign person, they'll serve it to you. But like you can't openly just walk around. Like my uncle when he was young was a badass. When he was like nine, he used to go to the military base and he used to talk to the soldiers and he'd get uh he'd get alcohol, you know? And he'd bring it back to his place and drink it in secret and uh yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was so it's so like coveted there. Like his friend would drop the what? bottle, it would yeah. shatter. They'd beat the shit out of him, and then they would take out their little rumals, you know, the little like you know, like little handkerchiefs, and like yeah. sop it all up and <laughs> twist it into. Sh- you know, it's crazy there. But yeah. 
we have to eat sugar like my they're, they're all addicted to sugar because you eat vegetables for every meal you don't feel anything no excitement in life yeah you have a good job and you come home and you, you know you fucked your wife already 15 <sighs> years ago and <laughs> so you just you know eat a bunch i mean of sugar. i can see that yeah you're just the first time you eat you ate sugar it's yeah like probably the best oh, you're like oh my you see those god baby's How eyes good. light up oh, the god. first time you had like a hershey chocolate like, ice you know, cream when I, when I like i thought about this when i have a kid I want to not feed him like chocolate until he's old enough to remember his first time having chocolate. Okay. You know what I mean? That's I feel like that would be doing best. him a service. Like, you remember when you had your first chocolate the bar? The best first memory ever. Yeah, right? But he's yeah. going to be mad at you for holding out on him for so long. Yeah. Well, he's been like, Dad, hey, why couldn't I eat chocolate until I was 15? I gave you a good fucking memory. <laughs> so, okay, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a little lick of, uh, of 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 heroin at age five, but you don't touch that Hershey bar until yeah. you're twelve. Back in God the day, damn it! I would. I don't know why I was looking this up online, but so it it was like a bottle from 1900, like a a cough syrup bottle. Okay. It said make it, that ba- lean Bayer. Mm-hmm. Bayer. Yeah. Like cough whatever. Yep. With heroin. Yeah. And it just says it on the label. I know. Like God. heroin was like good for you then. Oh, those were the fucking days, man. Yeah, when heroin, like, you could just, you had a cough and you just had the best day ever. <laughs> the, just the best day humanly possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got a cough. I got a cough. I got to go to bed. I got to go to work. I can't, can't come into work, boss. I got I got a cough. What is wrong with you? Lil Wayne would just oh, be, like, VP of cough. finance yeah. at, like, a bank because, like, everyone's on lean and he's, like, you know, doing math fine. Yeah. It's the worst bank ever, though. <laughs> Probably the I best. Think, I think life was a little bit more fun before we figured out how bad drugs were for you because now there's all this guilt that comes along with doing, you know See, I, mean? I think life was better before there were, like, w- rules for everything. Yeah. Like back then, there were like it was like yeah, heroin. Heroin kind of makes you feel nice. Mm. Fine. Now there's a rule for every single possible thing, so it's like, like everything is a even if it's pro- not written, everything's it's, a problem. It's an unwritten rule. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's a problem now, and I think that's when life was better when there wasn't a rule for literally everything. What do you mean by rules? Give me like a rule. Like what, what okay, are you talking? Like for instance, like back when, like maybe rule, but like more innocence, like. Bayer was making heroin, mm-hmm. so like that was like, but that was like in it, like it was they were innocently making heroin. They didn't know that it was going to become like black tar, right, right. black tar killing people heroin. Right, they were just like helping people. Right, but now there's heroin. Like every law is like a, there's like laws you can't do. Like yeah, I think honestly, I think that if there were less laws about drugs, like it would be, it would be better. I do truly think that. Mm-hmm. I think that also. Yeah, I think we're on that path. We're going to legalize all this stuff in the next 15 like, years. I like, sure. And I'm not saying like we sell it at Walgreens. I'm not saying you go to Walgreens and get black tar heroin. I'm saying just decriminalize it. Don't make it like you sell it, but just if you get caught with it, like, come on, man. Can you imagine pushing a button at fucking Target and just being like behind the glass and just waiting there? Can, can, I I have, can I have that black tar heroin? Let me get some of that black tar, please. <laughs> <laughs> and some native shampoo, please. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've got native body wash in there. It smells great. What? What? A, so you're telling me that we had to get rid of the Cleveland Indians? We had to get rid of the Redskins? Native? Uh, there, I checked the back of it. There's no Choctaw mention. There's no. <laughs> that's the that's the most egregious thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. No. 
Yeah, I that's mean, like all of the right Indians. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. They got to name that, uh, I don't know, Caucasian or something. Cock. Cock. Yeah. <laughs> I just rubbed cock all over my face. 257. All right. You got three minutes. Left. You got three minutes. Let's plug our dates. I got nothing. You go. You, no, I got... <laughs> I, I don't plug my dates on here, but I also got nothing. But I am Tom Carlos Kelly on uh, on the IG. Yeah, follow. Tell your friends about the uh, about the new pod, buddy. Yep, 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 yep. Thanks for Shield for coming out. Of course, yeah, my Shield Carlos Kelly, and uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram. What is your Instagram? I'll get it after. I'll get it. After. Um, he'll put it in the bio. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's inactive. It's it's stupid. I'll, I'll you know I'll. Uh, I'll I'll get it going one day, but it won't it won't be yeah, through once this. Once we become so, you know. once we become hugely famous, then yeah, 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 yeah. Then, we'll find our, then we'll have our people years. check in on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's just my first name, last name, Shieldmate at, at Instagram dot com. So, if you friend me, I'll I'll friend you back. But for uh, sure, I have three followers right now. So I will. Yeah, message well, you me. had two before I just followed I you. Know, right yeah, now. I gained the third <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. Do you, do you want to say it, or do you do you have to look it up again? I because have to I, look it up again. Okay, so his his Instagram is the underscore dev underscore swami. That's yeah. It. I should know that he he like should, know, should that, know that. But that. I, uh, you know, uh, I'm so the one are you related to Vivek uh, Ramaswamy? At any no no, no. okay Vivek right. underscore Ramaswamy <laughs> Ramaswamy yeah okay nice but well, uh, yeah hey. We'll see you soon. Keep doing the comedy. Yeah, for sure. Huh? I will. I'd love to come on again if you, if you like. Oh, hell me. yeah. I'll, also, bring your buddies. I will bring my buddies. <laughs> That'd be a good app. I'll sit over there and just watch. I, no, I'd really yeah, no, like we'll, to no. listen. We'll, squee- we'll, we'll squeeze a spot I'll just in. be the off we'll guy figure it out. We'll laughing figure it off out. camera. You need one of those guys now, so I'll we'll, be that dude. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Hey, everybody, take it easy. Thanks.